Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello! Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. And today's guest is a stand-up comedian who you've seen on The Late Late Show with James Corden, a writer on Netflix's Exo Kitty, and a podcast host on Absolute Game Changers. Some more things I know about him. He's a new dad. He's been tackled by Tim Robinson. And the last time I saw him about four years ago, he was eliminating me in a cornhole tournament, which when you hear his accent, you're going to realize just how embarrassing that is. (laughs) It's Chris Martin. Chris, welcome to Is This Good? I see you still haven't got over that cornhole loss by the sounds of it from four years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thinking about that whole pandemic. Well, it's, I mean, I, you can't come to this country and immediately be better at our dumb little drunk sports that we do. <laughs> well, you know, being British is uh, being drunk is a very uh, easy thing for us to do. So you give us any anything to throw while drunk. That's our, we're used to it, mate. That's our, that's our sort of, our net level of normal is drunk. <laughs> that is a good point that I didn't think of because as much as I think of cornhole as an American collegiate activity, I mean, you guys have been on the, the drunk darts game. We've got darts, pool. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Shuffleboard. Vom- is that British? Vomiting on people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Shuffleboard. I don't know. If that, no, that's American. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other stuff there is in a. Uh, in a what are, uh, uh, oh, lawn I know we bowling. have this. Dr- oh, lawn bowls. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of for old people. But there isn't really drunk people in Australia. I think hipsters do it while drunk. I realise in the UK what we actually do in a lot of bars, pubs, you have fruit machines like um, like uh, oh yeah, what do you guys call them? Um, slot machines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like worse than a slot machine. Like it's like quizzes and you just lose all your money. But also a lot of pubs or bars in certain parts of the country have a machine where you press a button and a um uh a thing comes down i can't think of the, a punch oh, bag like comes the down and you see how hard, hard you can punch the bag while straight. oh those yeah <laughs> i've i've done those and have been very disappointed with my strength right. i mean not like, that i went do they have it. them in this country i would assume oh, you just yeah, have like yeah. a target come down and see how many times you can shoot it while drunk <laughs> Yeah, we also have, like, if you go to a baseball game, uh, they'll have, like, a little cage where you could throw the ball against a point on the wall, and it'll clock how fast you've thrown it. That's an equally embarrassing thing that one can do. Also, at this age, embarrassing for the speed, and then embarrassing because your shoulder will hurt for four days after. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, So I'm going to do the thing, too, that all comedians love, which is when I ask you a serious question about one of your premises— uh, okay. And that premise is you have a bit where you talk about being British and sometimes you'll get called out because you live in America for, you know, making a rookie mistake. And your example was you went to Vegas for a bachelor party for five yeah. days and everyone yeah. in, in America freaks out and just loves to tell you how little time they spend in Vegas. Yes. And I wanted to empathize with you because JD and I for six years straight spent... 15 days in Las Vegas every year for work. What, 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 what work is that? Uh, well, there was a, uh, we used to work on a basketball show, or JD still right. does, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they have this thing called Summer League there, which is where they take the rookies and younger players and they all play against each other in like a two-week tournament. Right. So I remember when we left, we were taking a cab from the hotel to the airport. And I asked the cab driver, I said, if I told you I'd been in Vegas for a while... How many days would you guess that is? <laughs> yeah. And she said three. <laughs> yeah, I know that's three days. Three days is that's what people max out at. And I didn't I didn't get that until once you're there. Once you hit that day four, you're like, what am I this is <laughs> this is too long. It's too long. British people, mate. It's just, they just want to go get drunk. You know? <laughs> they want to go get drunk for five days straight. Uh I'm on the day. Was it day four? Uh, two of my mates just stayed in the hotel for 24 hours and didn't <laughs> leave the room. Um, I think that was the real... And then we went to watch Penn and Teller on day five uh, and almost everyone fell asleep, uh, apart from me. We have been to that very same Penn and Teller yeah. show uh, at the Rio. Uh, sorry, did you say you liked it? I liked it. I didn't fall asleep because I like magic and they're really good. But um, 
most people did fall asleep. It's like a very expensive nap. It's a fifty dollar nap. <laughs> we saw it on the first night that we were in Vegas that trip, and so everyone was just raring to go, and we had the opposite problem. In our group, everyone was sort of too drunk and too excited to shut the fuck up during the show. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, I bet, they, I, is a uh, is a pen good at dealing with hecklers? Were people talking, like shouting at him, or what? I, I mean, those Vegas shows—they're so clockwork, like it feels like they're just reading off a script and not stopping. So I, I think that probably there's some sort of bouncer that would just come up to you and kick you right, out. I don't right, think right, that right, they right. interact with, I mean, the guy's got to catch a bullet in his mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Have time to yell. It's the... <laughs> well, I was sitting next to the main heckler who was in our group. His name is Tass. And he, the security guard came up to us three times and warned him. Like, Oh, okay. It was, it wasn't Penn. It obviously wasn't Teller. <laughs> It was. Well, you got to be really fucking annoying <laughs> yeah, for Teller. Teller, Teller starts <laughs> chirping up. Teller just goes, shut the fuck up. Like, All right, we've uh, ruined the whole act for 40 years he's maintained. Uh, yeah, anyway, we didn't get kicked out, but we were warned three times. Okay, three times. Um, you had a podcast called Getting My Dad to Say I Love You. Yeah, no, which I, I, yeah, I was talking about that last night. I actually, I still have it. I just haven't. Organize. I love it's my favorite podcast actually. Oh, so Very not the one you do with your wife? No, that one's that's fun. But like the, the getting my dad to say I love you. I was talking with a comedian driving back from a gig. We we're talking about parents. I was like, it's a really fun topic. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Go into what I've just stopped you giving any context to it. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, I don't think it needs much more context. I, I assume at some point you were like, shit. My dad's never said I love you to me. Yeah. Uh, Let's create a podcast where I talk to other people about their experiences with their fathers and expressing love. But mm-hmm. do, I mean, I guess you say it's it's in theory still going. So I feel like it would have ended if you had your dad on the pod saying, "Chris, I love you." I know, I know exactly. If he if he said it, it would, the other day uh, I was back in the UK and I was with them, showing them their grandson for the first time, and uh, I said, "Dad, I love you," and he said, "Thank you." Um, <laughs> so, yeah, do you feel um, like he loved uh his grandchild he did but it's really funny watching him interact with a babe like my mum and my mother-in-law and actually my father-in-law pretty good at like you know all like baby stuff i said oh, dad is your grandson he goes hello how are you it's like <laughs> he's three months old mate he's was such a grown-up way to talk to a baby uh, that, that's how i talk to my kids from day one day one yeah. I don't pander to pander to their baby ways. They've got to catch <laughs> up to me. Not. So I mean, it's fair enough. You know, when they're older, they're they're going to sound stupid if they speak like a baby. So. Exactly. Hey, you were born into my world, man. Yeah, I like that. So tough love. Yeah. Tough love. Exactly. It's a, it's a tough world out there, so you've got to adapt. Uh, well, did you, how many episodes involved actually having your father on the show? He was always in the top and the tail of each episode as I'd introduce the guest. I record it without, I record the bit with the guest without my dad because he's just a bit too, too insane to sort of have as, like, he just isn't, I can't really describe him. He is an alien who does not understand how to interact socially with people. So even if I had him on, he's just in his own world so much. So I'd say we've got this guest on and sometimes he'd know this and he wouldn't I'm going to chat to them about their parents and then we're going to um, chat at the end and he would listen to it and then I'd be like what did you think of them um, but that's about as much my dad is very funny but it's, it's a hard funny to harness so I would just have the top and the tail like two minutes either side um, some people have their dad or their mum like constantly in their show but it would just be it wouldn't make sense as a <laughs> thing to listen to for an hour having my dad on there the other day i was like helping him i was back home so you obviously showing him the grandchild but the other main job i was there to do was uh try and negotiate a cheaper satellite television bill for my parents Mm. and get their phone bill down which seems to be every year they just don't they're like there's no possible way i could call and speak to a person (laughs) on the phone even though um we've i've had more experience on phones than you as your you know phones were invented before you were born <laughs> so i was calling them i had to get my dad to say my son is here to <laughs> get me a cheaper deal on the mobile phone bill and then the guy said something 
And then he goes, and he goes, and I had to hand him back to my dad to do the legal information. The guy's like, I'll have to do this, that, and the other. And um, we can put a price cap on your bill. So if it goes $10 over the monthly, it will get capped. And then, is that okay? And then rather than go, yes, my dad's going, I've actually heard quite a lot about these price caps uh, from someone I know. And they're very, um, and I just said, no, just say yes, dad. Just say yes. <laughs> this, say yes, and let's move on. With it's already been on the phone. I've been on the phone for an hour to this guy. You don't need to go into, he doesn't care. So that's I, what I, it's like dealing with my dad. It does feel like you're some sort of like um, master negotiator. He's like, "Oh, my my son's here. Actually, he'll he'll be taking it from here." That's <laughs> you're funny. Just like, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah I'm just a guy. A, I'm just a guy. It's like, um, it's like uh, that. Is that TV show Hijack with? Idris That's Elba. I was I was gonna make that reference, but I didn't know if you'd seen it. I didn't know if you were the kind of man that had four ninety nine to put together to get Apple TV Plus. <laughs> well, well, I'm not that man, but my wife is really good at finding free year subscriptions. So she found a free year with Apple, and um, we uh, we did watch that. I think the freeness, maybe it's not that, and create, what's the, um, wild, uh, why, I feel, Slow Horses is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh see, so you're watching all, uh, all your British people. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's just... <laughs> patriotic even i'm over here i've got an american baby yeah i have to keep british somehow yeah <laughs> uh but yes so yeah i was just like idris elba but i managed to get an o2 phone bill down from 30 pounds to uh i believe 10 pounds that's pretty good wow that's Save pretty good fucking you are a master negotiator you would have been able to get those people off that plan i mean i did deal sorry <laughs> i was you just you made me just go into i just found out which is this like other people's dads or mums I was like, what's that? I was to go for his bill. I'm like, you've got your monthly. And I go, what's that? I go, what's that bill? What's that? And then there's numbers in the UK where they call you. There's a missed call from a number you don't know. And then my dad would call them back. Oh, and when you God. call them back, they charge you like a dollar, like a pound 50. Oh. I'm like, why are you calling them back? And obviously, if it's, if it's important, they leave a message. It's not important. That. <laughs> and then he somehow had subscribed to a thing where every time they texted him, it cost him 150. And they could just text him whenever they wanted. It was like, oh come and get his... I was like, what even is that? Where is that on the... In the where do you even find that service? So I had to, like, put a block on all those those things. And then I said to the person on the phone, I go, surely... I go, why is this a thing? You should block this for everyone. Who wants $1.50 text messages? And he said, well, some people, it's a, some people do it for charities they sign up to. I'm like, that's such a con. They definitely mm. know it's... No one's doing charities like that. They're making all their money, O2, from people getting texts from random numbers so anyway and i had to share that it's very boring but i was like i was just blown away by how an adult man can just fall for such scams well it, i don't understand my parents will call back every unknown number an unknown number obviously to us is the kiss i, I don't even death. call back no i don't even call back known numbers <laughs> Yeah, they gotta leave at, le leave at least three messages. You say if if it's important, they'll leave a message. I say yeah. if it's important, they'll send three messages and find a way to email me. Yeah, but just they're calling everyone back. We I remember in the '90s when uh, phone screening came out. You know, like yeah. a, a call display, I guess it was mm -hmm. called. It yeah. came out, and we had to beg our parents to get it, and their response was. Why would we need it? We're going to pick it up anyways. And we're like, well, what about when you don't want to pick it up? And they said, why wouldn't we want to pick it up? Someone is calling. Yeah, they're like, so it's it's truly a lost generation. <laughs> we can't. We've done our bits. How do you think time. we got these? How do you think we got these one million dollar double glazed windows in the house, son? Um, we answered the phone to a very reasonable salesman who assured us it was the best deal we could get. And we don't have the internet, so we didn't check yeah um, uh, I, love I will say dealing with like the phone company's tech support is a lot better than you being the tech support for your parents like having to call yeah. the phone company is a lot easier than like your dad being like how come everything i type is crooked and you're like that's italics dad you gotta <laughs> i will say in the pandemic the worst thing that happened to me was i had to get my dad to install zoom via facetime and that was that was not no, a fun truck and i was happen. just trying to get him to click the top corner of a screen he's like he's not because there's if you if you know screen you know, I'm, i've got my window and then i've got the thing he's just must have mashed every he must have clicked it was almost like battleships to find the correct button to hit um yes yeah, so that was that was that was horrendous you just i've got ptsd from it still
Yeah. Well, I think I think we all do from helping our parents. Luckily, I didn't have to do much when I saw them over Christmas. I'm trying to think. Oh, I had to add an image to my father's email signature. And That's you know what? Nice. Good job. That's a good job to get. What image did he go for? I assume himself rather than like a cat or something like his. No, like it was for business. So it was a picture of the product. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, which is a flashlight. So okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> awkward. But <laughs> all right. So quick housekeeping. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash is this good. Send topics for future shows to is this good pod at gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Chris, so the premise of the show, it's pretty simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and you just tell me if you think it's good. Does that sound reasonable? Sounds easy, yeah. Okay, it is easy. Currently, currently, until I... Okay, well, look, this is the first one. This is going to fucking stump you. All right, Cormac R. asks, separate beds, are they good? So he writes in, I snore and keep my wife up, and she gets mad and either wakes me up or goes to the spare room. I've started sleeping in the spare room to make it easier for both of us, which she detests, but she also admits she sleeps much better, as do I. So, is sleeping in separate beds as a couple good? And, and I almost wonder, now that I'm thinking about it, there's sort of two different questions, right? There's separate beds, and there's separate beds in separate rooms. Yes, that's different, yeah. Which, <laughs> you're correct, those are, those are two different <laughs> No, no, but situations. I mean, I think they're different answers, is what I'm thinking. So, I don't okay, do you want, so do you want to give me, give me an answer for separate beds in the same room? Right. Can I give you some uh, good? And I, can I tell you why? Yeah, I, yeah, I actually, you, 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 I need you to, well, you or this whole to, thing will fall apart. Te- technically, you said you just need to say if it's good or not. Yeah, so I thought that's you, true. You man. could potentially gotcha. have read out 300 things and I just go, good. Um, so Leather is, wallets. What do you think? No, I'm vegan, so bad. Okay, um, bad. There so, you go. Sorry, Moving um, on. Yeah, easy. It's the next one. Keep it going. Let's let's do the most topics in one podcast. The separate beds in the same room. We have a big. We actually have a massive. I mean, one thing again, coming from the UK, moving here. What's a better thing about America? Bed size is better. You guys make a big bed. When I go back to the UK. A double bed is honestly the size of a postage stamp. It's tiny. It's like, it's, it's almost like an inhumane. It's like they're built for Victorian men who are like five foot three or something. Anyway. But, but hold on. So, I, have to, I have to interrupt you because our bedding sizes are named after your royalty. So you're saying you don't obey those, like Queen King, you don't obey those terms? Yeah, well, you only, you only you got, got, remi- you got to remind there? me. You got to remind me about the Californian king in the in the UK. I don't know who that is. The slightly taller, narrower king. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I don't know. Um, I'm not sorry. I've, I've, I'm out of my depth. I'm not a bed expert in that respect. Okay, that's okay. Uh, we don't, and we don't expect you to be. Okay, good. All right. Um, but the so we do have a big bed here, um, and it's great because we're very firm believers in. Uh, it's great. I think we have a good relationship. Kiss goodnight and get on your side. Space. Mm, okay. Um, Space. People that hold each other whilst asleep, it's just, come on. We're not, you're not in the, in the freezing cold under a tree um, many <laughs> centuries ago. You're insane. <laughs> so same bed, different. So then when we go to a hotel, and we do like sleeping in the same bed. Uh, but when we go to a hotel, occasionally we will just end up with two beds in the room and then we'll both treat ourselves to separate beds because, you know, you can do whatever, you know, still have an intimate relationship, all that stuff. But then it's like, I'm going to go in my bed and because I do snore. I've had, to have, I've had septoplasty, which has kind of cured it, but also not. And the doctor's now telling me I've got to remove something from my tongue. He just keeps keeps running the bill <laughs> on me. He's shit. like, "Oh, remove actually, something it, from your tongue." There's only uh, one piece my, of it under under your tongue. It's is it called uh, your uvula or something? He's like, he, he said this ninety percent of the time this works. Septoplasty, you won't snore. Still snore, and he's like, "Well, it could be." I was like, "Ah, oh, what? There's more. You just broke my nose for no reason, dude. Uh, I've got a slightly straighter nose, but I still snore, and it cost me money. He paid. I paid money to for a professional to break my nose, and I still snore." Hey, well, you know that like, the uvula is that little dangly thing that hangs down. So it would be cool if you put a quarter in and then just, you know. Knocked it right out like it. one of those. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. Uh, my wife would love to punch me very hard in that bit. Oh my uvula! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a whole separate thing of of my doctor just trying to get more money from me, and I haven't done that. Um, but 
Oh, yeah. So then we treat ourselves to the separate beds because okay. it is actually a treat. So it is good. I don't know if we want to do it all the time. Can I bring this up, though? Very European. I only saw this in Berlin. Same bed, separate duvets. Same bed, separate duvets. Yeah. Okay. We have that. We yeah, have that, that's right, reasonable. In, right in this house. Yep. Oh, you Absolutely. do it. Okay, Absolutely. great. It's, it's, it, it's. Do you know what? We don't do it. Uh, and every time I have to put a new sheet on a king size duvet, I am like, I'm about 10 minutes into the 30 minute process. And I'm like, why don't we just have two single yeah. duvet covers? This would save a lot of effort. <laughs> and so, then, yeah. and then I would never touch yours. You would have to do that yourself. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's you. Change your own fucking duvet. Yeah. Uh, What's well, so hold on? Punching me in the uvula. Does your does your snoring bother her? Like, does she want you yeah. to sleep in a different room? It, she has to wear earplugs. It has improved. It's mm-hmm. got less bad, but it's. I do think snoring's a funny thing because it's. I I'm not. She does. She occasionally, when she's pregnant, was a bit snorry. But I guess it's the ultimate thing of it's so annoying. But you can't be annoyed at the person because it's not really their fault, mm-hmm. and that makes it more annoying. Because <laughs> it's just like you can't even be like screw you, you're like screw the way your body is built, <laughs> um, screw God if you believe in that person. Um, so yeah, I do snore. Um, but I don't snore as bad as I did. But if I want to, and also if I go for the uvula thing, there's no guarantee it works. So right. he said, you, some people have it five times. They do some, there's something they remove there and it still doesn't work. So do you think um, you're going to get to the point where you have to wear the, the sleep apnea mask? Well, I did the sleep apnea test and I don't score bad enough. So that's part of this, this uvula thing. I only, I think it's eight. I score under ten, and my insurance won't cover it for over until it's over ten. I think that means that you like, do you stop breathing ten, eight times an hour or something? Yeah, something. That like doesn't that. sound great, but they're like <laughs> American insurance, like it's fine. <laughs> it's okay to, it's okay to die eight times an hour. Well, you can't hold your breath for eight times in an hour, man. Exactly. Come on, they're like, yeah, if you want to, <laughs> it's the greatest country on earth. This is our natural selection. Anyone who dies with uh, under ten. <laughs> breathing pauses doesn't deserve to be an American. Uh, yeah, you score you score low on the LOD test. Uh, that's length of death. You know, if it's length a full death, death, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we we step in if it's going to be a full death. But if you if someone can't yeah, speak to you for three four years, I th- we think that's perfectly fine. Exactly. So I have done that test and I didn't score badly enough, which is insane because I was. Have you ever done one of those tests? You no. put this thing. No. You wear this whole thing in. They track your sleep. It's obviously terrible because you have a thing in your nose, and but apparently not terrible enough. Uh, How comfortable is that bed, by the way? It's pretty good. We got a... Um, do you know what? We upgraded our life recently. We had a mattress, one of those like, kind of like a Casper mattress. I think it's called an Eve mattress. One of those like out the box memory foam things because it was at half price. I, I, mattresses are just too expensive, aren't they? Let's be honest. But people always yeah, go... No, we hardly go, use them. People, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Someone's working for someone's working for big mattress. All right. Of um, course, uh, code is this good twenty. <laughs> yeah. In the thirty seconds of research I did on this, apparently, this is getting more popular. This idea of couples sleeping in separate. It always says separate beds, but I think what they really mean is separate rooms. Yeah. My parents do popular. do that, by the way. My parents do do that. And they okay. Okay. Has your dad ever told your mother that he loves her? Hmm. Not in front of me. Okay. So jury's jury's still out. Uh, but it's called sleep divorce, which, like, I'm at, like you're trying to convince your partner that this is a good thing to do. You're like, yeah, we'll just do some sleep divorce. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, cool. That sounds like something we should definitely get into. So there's a survey by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, which Chris, I'm sure that's who gave you your your test. Uh, yeah. They surveyed 2,000 adults. Actually, fuck it. They served. They surveyed 2,005 adults. What, what a wow. sample size. Got, got to get those yeah. extra five adults in there. Okay, this is the breakdown across generations for people that don't sleep in the same room. I honestly found this shocking. 43% of millennials don't sleep in the same room, 33% of Gen X, 28% of Gen Z, and 22% of baby boomers. So baby boomers is the lowest of all mm. generations. Can we, I, I, what's, what's our theory there? 
they just don't know better. I think they've got. Uh, that's also. No, I was going to say because they all own property, but that means they've got more rooms. So they're yeah. just. They're trying to be traditional, maybe. No, they're traditional. They're just angrily in a in the same <laughs> bed because they don't want to move. And that is the snoriest generation. Yeah, Forget the greatest generation. They are the, our snoriest <laughs> they generation. They definitely do. Yeah, most out of shape, eat like just so much crap food that you'd never even consider eating now because they were told it was a good thing for and, and no one's no one's dad has ever come to them and been like oh son you'll never i got the uvula surgery like no one's dad's no, getting that right no dad my dad is not even getting he's not even getting he's not even getting chemotherapy if he's got cancer he's just <laughs> he's just like us ah, just all the con uh, <laughs> he's like chris wait i'm gonna wait till you're home you can call the doctor and ask him what yeah, you should call do. the doctor yeah uh all right so we poll people on our instagram just before the start of the show and 68 percent of people said couples sleeping in separate beds is not good hmm. okay Traditionals. they gotta they gotta get in jd have, what, have you ever contemplated this or is separate duvets enough for you guys uh well we have we have one big duvet but we also have our separate duvets um as well so hang on um, are you doing a duvet each under one big duvet. It's sort of like no, the it's sort du- of like this... a make yourself into like a big lasagna sort of thing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second duvets are on top, right? So we have the big duvet, and then her her second duvet is way thicker than my second duvet because she gets really cold. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm just shocked at the fact that you sleep under two duvets. It's that that's well, yeah. It, I it is, don't honestly, really, it's kind of but... gross. I'm gonna. All right, come right out, everybody. Hey, I, w- I had the window open last night. It was minus one here last night. So, oh, just hear those crashing waves. So relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next topic. Dave and Eduardo ask car washes. Are they good? So they write, I never get my car washed, but you never know it. It looks perfectly clean. I live in the Midwest, and even the cold months of salt on the road don't seem to dirty the car to the point where I feel the need to get it washed. The natural elements of rain and snow and wind keep my car clean year-round. So this begs the question, are car washes good? And as an entry point, Chris, do you feel like car washes are an American thing? I mean, I assume they have them everywhere, but in my head, as a Canadian... A car wash is a very American thing, but I don't know if I'm alone on that. Um, they have them in the uh, the UK. I think they're yet they're less ubiquitous because I feel like Americans drive so much more. Mm. Your car is part of your identity, so it needs to look a certain way. But also California, like it gets dirty because of the air. You know, it's like breathing in sort <laughs> of pollen, smog yeah. from the sort of. 1950s london out here but um <laughs> so uh yeah the car gets cut so like mine i've been meaning to get mine washed for so long but i just haven't bothered mm. to do it uh, but okay, when you say car wash, you mean where you drive through the thing or you mean like oh, you just pay a man either you know right now we're at the top of the funnel we can narrow it down but i would say anything from like the one at the gas station where it's just a robot to a hand wash where your car goes right. down that little assembly line to no i guess that's just i guess that's it those are the only two kinds oh no the third kind of car wash which you see in la is like you put the quarters in and there's mm. little stalls and then you get in there yourself and mm. spray it down yeah the the common one in the uk is where you just drive through the the thing with a little circular mm-hmm. and they, yeah which is kind of amazing and inve- <laughs> what a funny invention i think about it some <laughs> guy was like i this is annoying i'm gonna build the biggest machine in the world <laughs> to do this make it like a fairground ride and is immensely popular um that was that was probably like the the ai of its time they're like hold on a second if the machines are going to be washing people's cars none of us are going to have jobs imagine seeing like your mate gary's like go guys i look what i've set up and you're like mate you're insane like who can't be bothered to just do that and he's like just watch Same guy probably invented pre-cut apples to sell at the supermarket. And people are like, no one's going to just eat an apple. It's like, no, it turns out people are that lazy. Um, shout out to Gary for inventing that. So um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the car. So what you said, you said what's stopping me from going? Yeah, yeah. What's stopping you? It's because um, I have to take stuff out of the trunk when I've got stuff in the trunk is annoying mm. me. And then... Um, Thank you for not saying boot. We appreciate that. Yeah, that's right. I've lived here for so long now. And then um, I 
I sort of resent the. I've gone up a car size, so my price has gone up. And I get like I used to go to this place under Ralph's near me, and it was like really cheap, like compared to LA prices for. Because remember when I first came here, people were paying like forty to fifty dollars to have your car detailed. And again, you'll notice about me, I find I find everything too expensive. <laughs> um, my friend Sasha, who uh, we we were doing the corner, I said that I don't think you should spend more than twenty dollars on a microwave, and they were like, "That's crazy," and I was like, "I don't know why in my head that's twenty dollars a microwave." <laughs> Again, something you use so regularly. Anyway, so it used to be eighteen dollars to do. I used to have just a Volkswagen Jetta, and then they just almost. I don't know what it is. It's gone up to I think thirty dollars in. I guess that's just inflation. But now I've got a bigger car. I think it's. It might be 40. And now I'm like, that's just too much. And also, I don't like when I go to this place, it is still cheaper than I think everywhere else around me. But I remember a couple of times I've taken it in and I go, can I have that? And he goes, it's too dirty. I go, what do you mean it's yeah. too dirty? <laughs> yeah. I've had that before. What do you mean? You're, that's why I'm taking it to you. I don't know to pre-clean it for you. It's like, it's like, okay. it's not a dishwasher where I've got to rinse it first, you know? Well, what, back up. What do you get him for the forty dollars? Is it just the outside, or is it no? The you get de- well? detailing inside the whole. You know, you, yeah, you get. Oh, the I whole... mean, that's not. That's not I have terrible. To say it's it not is. A... It is. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. And I, I was doing that myself in the pandemic a couple of times, but it's it's more the time. It's, some people quite like doing that, don't they? On the people that hate their wives and family going, <laughs> yeah, just do it for three hours in their driveway. But um, yeah, maybe you, it's probably not too bad actually, price wise. Maybe I'm sitting it for so long, but um in LA but yeah I've had the I've had the it's too dirty too dirty to wash what what a phrase and then they just end up like you argue kind of and then they throw their hands up and they're like well I'll do my best yeah (laughs) it's like you're gonna do better than me mate you've got a jet you've got a jet washer what's that doing you have all manner of soap and armor all and chamois oh my god the the varietals of chamois and sponge they're like, bring a pristinely cleaned car, and I will do a great job on that. <laughs> hey, why is that? Why'd you bring your car in here? The the bumper is falling off. Yeah, well, isn't this a car repair place? Wow, yeah. that's pretty wow. broken, sir. It's too broken, mate. <laughs> Go to the doctors. I've got I've got this. I've got this thing with my heart. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> Go and sort hey. your heart out, then come back. Then come come back when you feel better. Uh, take two of these and don't call me in the morning. Uh, the uh, I like also then when when they think your car's too dirty, then they do the humiliating thing where you, where they give you the walk around at the end and point out the things they're like. You see, you know, this is what I, you see the pollen. See how the pollen kind of crusts onto here. That's why you got to do it more often. I'm like, okay, yeah. no one can see that. Like. As you're whizzing by or if you're parked in front of someone's house and you don't want your car to look dirty, like no one's like looking at the tiny piece of pollen on the top of the car. But I will say that the the problem with getting your car washed is if you look on Yelp for a place to get your car washed, yeah. car washes have the worst reviews of anything maybe besides <laughs> post offices. That's you funny. cannot I've find never... a car wash that is over two and a half stars in the city. Interesting. I've never noticed that. Because it's I like people up... care so much up... about their car. I'm going to look up the one. Um, okay, Leah. Lo- oh, look up yours. Yeah, great, great, great. There will be an argument, I guarantee you, on that Yelp page you're looking up about a scratch. Someone will say, I took my car in, it was new, and then I left, and there was a huge scratch. And then the owner of the car wash will reply under it being like, that scratch was there when you came in. And then that guy will like, <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Oh, here we go. Found him. Mate, for 4.1, the place. Wow. I don't believe it. So hey, thanks reviews. for shitting on my point. Well, uh, here we go though. Okay, yeah, someone's given a someone's given a three star. They're sort of echoing. They used to be good. I don't know what happened. I used to come because they were so detail oriented. Came for cleaning before Mum's visit to town. Had to ask them to do the trunk, and honestly, they missed a lot of little things. Seventy dollars plus fifteen tip equals eighty five dollars. Did yeah, they they did the math in the post? Yeah, they put it at the top. They actually wow. said that's the price. That's, that a lot is of people. Uh, someone else has given it a three. I think giving it, I've just who gives a three star anyway? Do you know what I mean? It's like that sounds like a two star. Just, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. And I guarantee you, if you keep scrolling, you will find a review that says something like, "They left it so dirty, I would have been better off not getting it washed at all." 
Like, no, that's not yeah, possible, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am... Um... I just more just shout out to anyone who can be bothered to write a, a car wash review on Yelp. But people, are, you're right. People are angered by it. It's, it's weird that there's five star reviews when it's like they cleaned it perfectly. So that's what that's what you expect. <laughs> right. I know that's, that's what you expect. That is an automatic five stars. But yeah, I know. Anyways, I understand that you don't want to do it because it is it's annoying to go. It's annoying to figure out what price they're going to charge you, and then you have to go inside to that. Well, I don't know. Yours is in a in a parking garage, but the one I go to, then you have to go inside. Oh, you sit and wait, do you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you sit my, and wait. There's a massage my, chair that doesn't work always in every single oh, one of always these. The grossest leather massage chair ever. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, a restroom that you know the lights don't work. <laughs> you know, like you've got your iPhone uh, flashlight on, and they're selling like the weirdest fucking sprays and ointments oh, yeah, like, and um, stuff for the car. Yeah. Yeah. Beats or or for like. A seat. A remote control car. Somehow there, there will always be a remote control car that they're selling in there for some reason. Because man walks in there and goes, I like big car, also want small car. So <laughs> Just cars. <laughs> just cars. We fucking love them. Uh, well, 78% of people said car washes are good. And I think that's way too high. Wow. I think it's too high. I, I would be satisfied at 60%. But... There has to be a better, I guess the better way is doing it yourself, but I don't even have a, an area where I can do that. So it's just yes. not on the table for me. Yeah. So uh, by default, car washes are good. If you don't have a place and you don't want to do it, I'm, just, I'm there, getting my car no wash limit. one quarter of the amount of times as the average man in the city is. I guarantee mm. you that. Yeah. How, how okay. regularly are we, is, is, what do we think is a good regularity for car washing? Once every I, six months. Whoa. That's okay. really long. Well, I that's, can do that. Yeah, I mean, I do that. You I do that by accident. Whatever. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but I think people here do it every month. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, that's crazy. It's it's, yeah. it's 12 times a year venture, which that adds yeah. up. That adds up. Uh, all right, yeah, 70 of people, percent of people are a little too positive. Uh, all right, Chris, when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. So in this segment, I'm just going to read you uh, an email that someone wrote into the show that they need some help, and we're going to help them out. Here it goes. Hey, guys. My wife and I were at a brewery and were approached by two guys. One of them noticed I was wearing a yellow card hat. I guess I should stop and ask you, any familiarity with Yellow Card, the band? No? Okay. I think all you need to know is they were like a pop punk band from the early 2000s. Okay. I don't know them either. One of them noticed I was wearing a yellow card hat and started a conversation with me. He knew someone who worked with the band, and I mentioned that I recently saw them play live, and they still had a great sound. The other guy, who was more intoxicated, joined the conversation by saying, Oh, I bet they played that song. It just takes some time, little girl, you're in the middle. He was singing and playing air guitar. I responded, That's a Jimmy Eat World song. (laughs) The man was immediately taken aback and left the conversation. After the guys left, I thought to myself, Did I really need to correct that guy who was obviously just having a good time? Should I have just nodded along and let the guy be? So please settle this. Is it okay to correct drunk people? Or should you just let them be? Thanks. That's from Jimmy D. And what an expert that we have on the show today. Because you come from a country of a lot of drunk people in pubs. (laughs) Talking a lot of shit. Stating a lot of facts. Uh, So what do you think? Is it okay to correct a drunk person? I'm... I would consider myself a people person. I do like conversations with random people, et cetera. But if you're, I think he did the right thing because I am a bit of a pleaser. So I probably wouldn't have corrected him. I also have terrible musical knowledge, so I wouldn't. But the problem when you don't do something like that is then that guy is your best mate for the whole night. And mm. like, it's, I don't mind making friends on the night. When someone's drunk and annoying, which he sounded like, because <laughs> he did air guitar and just started singing a song. <laughs> Then he's that's 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 him. He's your you're his. He's like a barnacle. He's attached to you the whole night, and then he's gonna keep going on about oh it's so good. And I played the yellow car song, and yeah, you just keep going on. What's your favorite yellow car song? And he start naming songs by the Rolling Stones, and it just become really annoying. <laughs> um, and then he'll go vomit in the toilet and come back, and then he'll start talking about um, you know like 
why his dad never loved him and all that stuff. And then you'll just be <laughs> and like, then you'll have to tell I... him that you have a podcast about that. <laughs> then he's going to ask yeah. you to play rhythm air guitar while he rips off a solo. Yeah. And then um, that's why you're better. You, he cuts it off early before it got too much. Cause then you've got to do, then you've got to be more creative. If you're ditching, you've got to, I was with some friends the other day and there was a guy who my friend invited cause he thought he, he kind of knew him. Anyway, the guy was so annoying which is, I, again, which is impressive because to be that annoying to adult men is, I was just very <laughs> drunk and annoying. Uh, but like was, had come with someone or had come to meet someone. And then they ended up doing that thing where they pretended to leave. So he would leave and then they went back into the, <laughs> I'd, I'd gone by this point. So that's the, you're going to have to start doing stuff like that. Obviously like, like king ditching moves and all that. It's, it's too much. Uh, well then let me expand it. Is it, is it okay to correct anyone? Like, let's say not a drunk person and not in a bar. If this if this situation happened at a coffee shop or something. Um, I'm not the guy. To, I would just not correct. I just don't correct. Yeah. I just happily will. I'll just let you. You know, I've had... The only time I actually did... I did tell a Uber driver off for being racist, right? Because I was like... He said something about all drivers of that color drive badly. He was actually Asian. And he wasn't talking about Asians. He was just talking about a different race. And I went, I oh, don't, don't do that shit. He goes, what do you mean? I go, that's just bullshit. It's, that's racist. And so I was like quite proud of myself because I stood up to him, which is, again is against my nature to come, to get into a conflict. Uh, but I was like, he's been racist, and I'm just not into that. Um, I'm not into racism. You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> JD, cut then, that from the pod, please. I don't want. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he was. Great, I've said that. But then we had 20 minutes left of the drive and it was just so awkward and silent. And then we got to where I live and I was like, he knows where I... And that's where we're mm. an Uber driver. They know where you live. And uh, he just said, thanks, Chris. Like that at the end. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I get out. And I see him just like move the car and just sit on the opposite side of the street oh. from my apartment. And I was like... I just got so paranoid. I was like, I mean, I didn't do anything. I just corrected him for being, you know, I just told him off for being racist. But I was like, well, you know, a like... Asian people are very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> just cut, make that the whole podcast. That's and the cut everything of else show. out. <laughs> just... So then I got, then I got really scared because I, I don't know how Uber works. I was like, if I just bang him like a one star review for being a piece of shit. Is he going to like, no, I've done that. And then, cause obviously that's like big for Uber drivers. If you give them one, that's like could mess yeah. their career up. I, well, I think he's going to assume you're not, it's not going to be five stars. Like, <laughs> well, I got so scared in your live. I just gave him five stars. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, how do we learn? How do we learn then? Where's our accountability? I feel, like, I feel like the correcting of the racism was more important than the rating, but um, yeah. He yeah. Been, and I think, I think he's a changed back. man now. I think he's, He's resolved to be a good person in 2024, probably. <laughs> it's, it's not good when they know your name. That's what I realized. Yeah. It's Chris. It's like Chris. so sinister. L luckily, you have a very ungoogleable name. Exactly. exactly. Or, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. They'll, he'll, he'll end up going to the other guy's house. He's, he's going to knock on uh, the Goop store in Venice and <laughs> be like, no, that was a... They're not... It, they're not together Dakota. anymore. <laughs> Take a candle Johnson. for your troubles. Je Jesus. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, yes. I think if you're going to correct someone, it should at least be useful, right? So, like, I don't know. Like, in this scenario, the yellow card, no, that's Jimmy World. I mean, I guess that guy could be going around making that same mistake the rest of his life, but truly, who cares? Like, what would be, like if he was in the bar at the bathroom... Just standing there, and you were, and you were like, "Hey, mate!" And actually, there, that's now. Why the fuck am I saying, mate? Because I'm talking to you, trying to trying to fucking connect Appreciate with it. you. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. It. It's, I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> it's working. Uh, you know, you could be like, <laughs> "Hey, that's... I say trunk, you say mate." <laughs> um, wow. That's not a single bathroom. You know, you can just go in. You know what I'm saying? That that would be helpful. Right. But yeah. this, I just don't find it helpful enough to bother. And and if you're gonna go around correcting people, we're at the peak of people having the worst opinions. Like the same, like. Someone says vaccines don't work. What are you really gonna get into an argument with them? I mean, that's all. That's often my my general my general rule is like I'm not gonna change this guy's mind. Like I just go let him just die. Let him like just quietly <laughs> find out the hard way and just die. Just like that's it's not 
no one's I mean people say you should like silence is violence and you should challenge people in theory yeah but then like I just said then then an Uber driver knows where I live now and he's potentially plotting my death so sometimes Damn. it's good I thought sometimes silence was golden now you're telling me silence is violence <laughs> therefore violence is golden by the transitive property yeah well, that's that's something to think about. That's uh, a great thing to say. It sounds like something you'd say in a Jason Statham film before he beats someone up. <laughs> this is golden. Bang! <laughs> I'm the beekeeper. <laughs> he fucking is the beekeeper. He is the God, beekeeper. God, what's what's happened to that guy? Oh, now we, we want to go back to. Not, let's not let's not be sad about that. Let's be. I was just like, I, is he a I, dick? No, I just mean it's what's happened to him. Go. He's just in that lovely niche where you just think of any. My favorite type of action film where a guy with mysterious past is trying to right the wrong, so has a quite um, sort of <laughs> mundane job where he's trying to avoid violence. And then someone mm. who he's got close to gets hurt and then he shows his past. And yeah, it's very, I mean, I haven't watched it. I'm excited to watch it though. We all have to make a choice. But I was thinking, you know, like uh, from the lock stock and two smoking barrels days. It's like fucking Jason Statham is the guy, and then Snatch, yeah. and now it's it's like he's he's like leaning. Like I watched a Liam Neeson movie, or I should say the first I mean, ten minutes. Is that yeah? Is that what's that one? Because it was on the plane, I think, and Hannah told me just don't even bother. Is it called Retribution or something? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but this one is like his entire life disappears. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, he's got like um, dementia. No, 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 no. He oh, know. I know the one you mean. You mean un? You mean unknown? Where he <laughs> probably he falls in a he falls in the he has a car crash and falls in the river in France. I okay, know a this lot is sounding familiar. Films. But and is then, this the one where people are like, "But you're not the guy. You're not like his wife's like. I don't know who you are." And he's yeah, like, "You're my is that, wife." Is that is that exact? Do you know what? I watched that whole film in the pandemic, and in the last scene, I realized I'd already seen it. So I weirdly, <laughs> I had accidentally. Now I think about it, had the same thing happen to. I just completely forgotten I'd seen Liam Neeson and knew who he was in this movie. Um, well, I couldn't. I couldn't twist. continue because I couldn't get past the premise. I was like. I don't understand. Like, so when you look on the internet, there's nothing. Like, and there's no pictures of him anywhere. I just, the premise was, I know you're supposed to just it, go though? along with it. But... Do you want me to spoil why that is, though? Which only, they only reveal at the end. Yeah, absolutely. It's that he is a hitman and he has, um, he just lost his memory. And they... I've already forgotten it. But <laughs> hey, you've seen it twice. Ingredient. You've seen it twice. Uh, some ingredients to it, I forget. He's a hitman who's a bad man. That's it. He thinks he's married to this woman at the beginning. But he's but actually he is. a hitman. But he's a hitman and it's a fake identity. But in the first scene, isn't he with the woman? Like, aren't yeah, they? They're, they're, they're on the way to faking some Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. That's so, it. So this movie is like a premise <laughs> so dumb that for... 94 minutes you will be asking yourselves how is this possible that we will resolve at the end yeah hmm. okay uh, you know what All I'm I owe Liam an apology get back in there it's another get 70 minutes there. to watch it there <laughs> <laughs> alright Chris not everything not everyone is going to agree with everything you say but sometimes you have to stand alone on the edge of popular consensus it's time for unpopular opinions <laughs> So in this segment, I'm just going to give you an unpopular opinion, and you just have to tell me if you agree with it or not. Um, you know what? Let's start with this one, because this one is, uh, I noticed it was a British person writing this on the internet, and their unpopular yeah. opinion is, toilet paper is for the bin. So they write, I always thought that signs on public toilets saying, don't throw toilet paper in the toilet were pointless, because only idiots would do that. And then it clicked that the reason they put so many signs saying not to flush toilet paper is because of dumb Americans. It's called toilet paper because it's used after you use the toilet. You do not flush it. This is the reason we invented bins. Fuck. Now, I, I, this made my head spin. This cannot be the case. Um, can I just... Maybe I've been reading the signs wrong. I thought the signs say... Only put toilet paper in the toilet. Don't put like suppositories or not suppo um, well, tampon. Isn't yeah, that what yeah, the yeah. signs are? And they're like just put toilet Sometimes. paper. Sometimes, yeah. 
I, that, so, yeah, but sometimes yeah. they say throw. Th- they say. They yeah, say don't wait, put anything hell? in the toilet. You no, know, this person. No, this is what I mean. This person. <laughs> where are you taking dumps? So that's the sign. Are they only using porta potty? In a porta potty. Yeah, you don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, maybe no, you, you do. Well, there's nowhere else to put anything in a porta potty. It's sort of one big garbage. S- stick it to the wall. Just, uh, <laughs> well, that's. I because that's what I mean. I'm sure I don't think I've seen a sign that says "Don't put toilet paper in the toilet." No, but in some places you aren't supposed to put anything in a toilet. Like, what? in I've been to well, like a cottage me, up north. Give me, kind of yeah, give yeah, me yeah, details yeah. right now. Okay, a place with bad plumbing, and and I, I don't want to be the one to break this to you, but <laughs> out here in America, the stereotype of your country is you don't got great plumbing. Really. Oh, yeah, right. that's what people are talking about it right now, and we're also—they're also talking shit about your appliances. I have to. What, tell you, you. what do you mean? They're talking uh, specifically about the UK. Their washing, their drying machines, and their washing machines are often the same machine, yeah. and they don't get the clothes very dry. They're not. No, they're not good. You guys yeah, do make a nice big washer, big dryer, and that mm. is—that's um, powerful. That's like that's and that's that and the beds. It's worth That's it for those two reason, things. Reason enough. That's why, that's why I spent 10 grand on a green card for those two things. <laughs> okay, so we're saying this is not a thing. In- I'd, well, I mean, you, I'm saying I've never seen that as a thing. Or if, I don't, What country are they? From, are they in the UK? Well, they're saying bin. Who else says bin? That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I Australia? Think this person, yeah, it could be. I don't know where the... Pl- I think this person needs to move to a country with better plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we've solved that one. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Saying it is too early or late to be eating something is dumb. All right, so this person wrote, I'm aware that some things like it's too early to be drinking beer makes sense on a work day or a day when you need to have clear judgment. However, if it's a weekend or the day or my day off, let me drink my morning beer in peace so long as I am not hurting myself or others. <laughs> Who cares? It's still going to destroy my liver no matter what time I drink it. And it doesn't just apply to beer. If you want to have a burger for breakfast, it is my right to do so as a human. You might argue that's too much fat in the morning, but then why do we have pancakes and donuts? People seem fine with those. God, this guy keep, keeps going here. I also dislike it when restaurants try to enforce these rules on us. I understand logistically it does not make sense to fire up the grill for five people that want a burger at 5 a.m., but they do all-day breakfast for the 10 people that probably want a nasty biscuit for dinner. It's their right to do so. I am not complaining about that, but why is it suddenly a sin to do the opposite? I, this was written by what? An angry 15-year-old? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I love <laughs> uh, the passion, though. I love the argument. Um. Yeah, it's like a, he's like a liber- like a food liber- like if a food libertarian, if yeah. Milton Friedman put all his energy instead of economics <laughs> into food, this is something that he might come up with. I think you'd actually, in this country, win the election if you ran on this policy, because Americans <laughs> love that. They're like... Yeah, that's, this guy's right. You don't tell me what to eat. I eat what I want when I want. And then there'd be a new rule where you could just have anything at any time in a restaurant. Um, he would be a better candidate than I'd say the two front runners, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I actually, I mean, I have my th- certain things I do think are insane to eat at certain times. Like people eating, people having a fizzy drink, before, people having an energy, like, like a, a Coke before midday. No, uh-huh. What's wrong with you? I saw I saw someone having an, a, a Red Bull in the morning, and I'm like, that's crazy. That's what coffee is invented for. You do, yeah. What you yeah, but some people will drink like a Diet Coke in the morning because it's just they're they're looking for the caffeine fix. Oh, it's gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, chocolate before a certain time, but you can have it in a pastry. You can't just have a bar of chocolate in the morning. Mm. That's Ooh, weird. okay, good distinction. Because yeah, there's there, there's just. I, I don't know. I do quite like structure and rules, so I kind of like these. But I also respect the fact that he's trying to... I also like... Um, what's that thing that annoying, like, like entrepreneurs always say about, like... Um, Rise and grind? No, there's a thing now about, like, essentially, like, I challenge... Oh, I'm like a challenge The I can't remember it. Anyway, I'm just such a shit... Hustle hard? Um, no, it's more like... Um, <laughs> I challenge the 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 norms. The status quo. Oh yes, yes, yes. There's a kind of phrase that's been in the zeitgeist moment. I can't remember. Is it but this? Anyway. Can I try? Is it this? The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something we make and could just as easily make differently. 
Yes, that's the exact one yep. it was. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't think of it. It was, it was a small a bit soliloquy. Of a bit of a um, Too many sentences. <laughs> but no, I do. I respect the guy. I respect the fact that he's like, why, why, if I want to have ice cream at 9am, I'm ruining myself, fine. But I also hope he respects my right to go, what are you, nine, if I see yeah. him doing that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And this did strike me as sort of a petulant, like me, me, me. I want to do what I want. But then he did turn my head a bit when he did point out that there was all day breakfast, but no all day dinner. That's true. Is that? I mean, that is. He's onto something. Is it? And also, I will. Can I say this? Yeah, sure. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Is no, please. Depends what very country dependent. If you go to an Asian country, they're serving curry in the morning. Mm. And that would seem... In, if, so, if you went to Denny's and they gave you a curry, you'd be like, but then some people might have a bowl of chili and then you're like, well, what's the difference between a chili and a curry? Um, what else is there? Fried fish is a big... Uh, uh, battered fried fish in the Philippines where I went on my honeymoon. Oh, yeah. This, if this uh, guy rice, went to a breakfast... Rice, uh, just yeah, rice. So I was just going to say, a breakfast buffet anywhere in Asia, this guy's fucking head would spin off. <laughs> yeah, and then also... There's certain hotel breakfast stuff that seems to be the norm for a hotel, but you'd think that was quite weird to have at home. Like, I don't know if you have it here, but in the UK, if you have an all-day breakfast, uh, if you go to a buffet at breakfast, there'll be, like, cold ham. Mm, well, okay. It doesn't seem but that weird to me. I think if you went to your friend's house and he was just eating a slice of cold ham at breakfast, <laughs> you'd be like, dude, there's some cereal just over there. That's weird. Cold I mean, ham or just cold... They have a cold uh, raw carrots... Uh, sort of, they have like kind of raw <laughs> Cold vegetables. raw carrots. Yeah, they have them in British hotel breakfast. Yeah, just like a little crudité. Yeah, they have wow. a little crudité, which again doesn't feel like a morning thing. Yeah, That's true. but I mean, obviously, this guy is right that like if you're eating a, a chocolatine or a chocolate muffin, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't jive with breakfast. But t- somehow we've just said dessert is dessert is breakfast, which. Actually, you know what? That segues very nicely to the last thing we have to do, Chris, unless you have anything more to say about eating the food you want at the, any time of day. <laughs> no, I, just... I will say that I just actually really enjoyed doing this podcast. I don't know if that's oh, okay. too earnest, but I am... Um, no, that's great. Because, you know, I've done a few of my time. But it's actually very... It's a good podcast. <laughs> Guys listening, keep listening to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know who else to tell. Does this go out into the wider world? Does this go out on, on social media? Uh, this does go out on social yeah. media. Yeah, All right. it's, well, it's everywhere guys, you get podcasts. Everywhere that you're guys, currently listening to this, you can get it there. You should listen to this if you don't listen to this podcast, because I hadn't listened to it. But having done it, I will now be listening to it. Um, not my I don't want to listen to myself. I'll listen to other ones. Oh, well, at the end of the show, I'll uh, I'll give you some recommendations for episodes to jump in on. Right. Okay, good. And just and wait till you get to the, in this last segment when we explain uh, everything that's happened before for all the people that have been confused <laughs> since the start. Um, it's it's the Neeson segment. Uh, all right, so the one thing we have left to do, it's very quick, and it's called Subjective Trivia. So we end the show by doing this thing where I ask you a trivia question, it's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer, so it's completely subjective. And before I ask you the question, I have my answer written on this card. So right. our goal is to try to get us to match. Okay, great. And this is the question. What is the best sweet breakfast? Mm. So your options are French mm-hmm. toast, yeah. waffles, mm-hmm. pancakes, or mm. crepes. And uh, you can consult with JD because, you know, you're trying to get into well, my head, I, so he, Matt's, he Matt's Canadian. I is he from Montreal? Because that might mm-hmm. inform. Oh, is he? So he is. I'm thinking French. I'm thinking crepes. Interesting. Is that a guess? I oh, well, hang on, I've... hang on, whoa, hang on, sorry, how dumb is that? I just skipped past French toast. <laughs> it is in the name. <laughs> it's literally the first word he said was French, and I was like, well, let's choose the French thing, crepe. Are those yeah. are my French toast or crepes are my two options. Yeah, I mean, your, your logic is sound, for sure, but I know that Matt hates pancakes. Like, as a oh. breakfast item, he does not like pancakes. Yeah, crepes, okay. it's too, it's too same family. Same crepes, are, crepes are lightweight pancake. I would differentiate. But I, if, if he's, yeah, same fact. If he hates pancakes but loves crepes, then yeah. that is, that's so, what a, what a little <laughs> princess in the pea we have right? over here. Just like, how do you get, how do you please this man? Um, okay, so um, yeah, okay. This bed's too soft. Yeah. This bed's the, too hard. 
And the French, the French toast, I think he he can he will enjoy a French toast if that's on offer. But if it's between that and a waffle, he is a hundred percent going waffle. Okay, so I'm right. saying waffle. But well, I'll say, chef, do we have to choose the same thing? No, no, no you choose, choose your own. Choose your I'll own. do French toast. Wow. I love it when this happens. JD, I thought you knew me. The answer is French toast. Oh, get out of here. What do you mean get wow. out of here? You taking a French toast over a waffle. Every goddamn day. Oh, you're crazy. It's so so soft. <laughs> Just got that little char on the outside, but so soft and and milky in the middle. You mm-hmm. could put put syrup on it. I know you can do that for waffles. But the average waffle is crap. The average French toast is better than the average waffle. The cri- well, the crispiness that you're referring to on the edges of a of a French toast, you get it all through the grid of a waffle. I know, what are you talking about? Are you talking about a Waffle House waffle or like no, I'm a, talking a like Belgian a nice waffle? Thick Belgian waffle. Okay, an an, an in Bruges waffle. Yeah. I mean, that is a different thing. But oh, I'm still taking waffle. French toast. I'm still, and especially if you're making the French toast with challah, already an egg based bread. Chris yeah. is tuned out. He fucking hates this. JD, stop, stop trying to, stop trying to make your wrong answer correct, and just admit Thank you. that I Fair. am, I am a mind reader. Yeah, you, you are. You got it. You did it. Um, congratulations hope, to you. I want to get, I want to get a good review from your listener. I want a five star. <laughs> I, I want, I want someone to give me a three star review, and. Um, <laughs> Just, just, I just want to know what they, what, what, just to go out of the way to that. I want a five star review, not racist, and knows <laughs> mind stuff. People are saying very kind things about the Is This Good podcast, such as it's not that racist. So we, <laughs> uh, we do, it's not that racist. Uh, well, your prize, Chris, is you can tell people where to find you. Oh, great. If I hadn't got it right, would you just... I would, I would just still let you. I would still Oh, okay, right, right, okay. <laughs> um, it feels so... Sp- I feel so... Great. I already was having a great time before I I realized I'm a mentalist at the end. Um, uh, <laughs> they can find me on... I have the username on all social media of at Chris M Comedy because of the guy from Coldplay. I sort of hate the fact that I've got comedy in it because um, it's a bit too like, I'm funny uh, when, you know... It's just a bit too trial, but anyway, that's it. I didn't need to give you a spiel that way. I hate it. That's very British to be like, here's and, my and, username. But I hate and the other it. Guy is, Immediately is, apologize for uh, it. The other guy's is Chris M. Music. Yeah, so exactly. That does. Not, doesn't, he doesn't actually have a have social media, so I do get a lot of people who still, despite that, that username and me having a different face, think I'm him. Uh, you can find me there, and then I will have on there, I'll be, I've got an, a, a second stand up album coming out end of February. February twenty third. So oh, that's be exciting. Available on wherever you. I think because like no one buys albums on like yeah. Apple anymore. If I honestly think if fifty people who listen to this bought the album, I would be number one on the iTunes chart. I, so, I actually think you're right. So I'm just saying, if fifty of you <laughs> thought I was not racist enough to send eight dollars <laughs> my way, then you could make me number one. Um, and he's a and new dad. Do it I'm for his dad. child, who is who his own father doesn't love. Exactly. So he, he, needs, needs, he needs it. I watched, uh, I, I saw a Crowdwork video that you posted where um, someone in the audience was whispering and you asked them, why are you whispering? And they said, oh, I don't know if you know this, but you have the same name as a singer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was and then, funny. And, I just, <laughs> I was like, I'm sure he knows. Oh, uh, yeah, that was it. That was it. Oh, I said... I can't remember what I said. I put that up the other day. It was really, that was funny. I try not to do loads of, do crowd work clips because I do find them a bit like ephemeral. They just vanish and it's just like, I try not to like having a go at the audience, but that was a guy. It just made me laugh because it was about my name and I was like, come on, man. Just like, anyway, that's on my. Oh, but he was actually a real dick because then he said, then when you were like, yeah, I, I know, or I'm sure you said it in a funnier way. Then he said, uh, oh, do you think you could sing something for us? Oh yeah, and that's when I said, and that was the. Then I liked the clip because then I said, "Sorry to pat myself." Then I went, "You know that just because I have the same name doesn't make us the same person." And then that's that's what the audience enjoyed. Um, yeah, he just needed to know. He needed to know. I mean, it, what a fucking bummer because that guy. There's probably what? How much would you say? Nine thousand Chris Martins in the UK. I mean, it sounds like such a little. There's like, so many Chris Martins. There's so many, mate. I okay. I for, can't believe I forgot to bring this up. 
I had a business meeting with a guy also named Chris Martin, and he was also British, and I did not ask him about it, and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> you, you could be more niche. You could be like, I actually do know, do you know the comedian Chris Martin? Oh, well, yeah. Hadn't seen you in a while, but now I'll feel, I'll feel free if I ever have to Zoom with that Drop fellow. Drop him an email now. Drop him an email <laughs> Just, right now. Okay. Okay, Do it okay, right okay. now. On the, we'll, wait all, we'll wait for however many hours it takes him to reply. Well, it's you different have... time zones and stuff. So. All right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. fine. Is it? Let everyone actually email him and then let the <laughs> listeners know next week if he did reply and say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is that... You're not 19... going to do it. It's fine. You don't no, I'm not going to do it. It's gonna fine. <laughs> In first 1960, rule of, first rule whatever. Of business is just go for it. It's just yeah. Well, it's like the you got to hustle hard. <laughs> I think that's yeah, what yeah, we've that's what it, we figured it. out. Uh, oh, I was gonna make a point. It's not important. I was just gonna say that when Mick Jagger became famous, I, there was no one probably in the UK that was like, oh fuck, that ruins it for me. But, yeah, there's no. I feel that's not a real name, is it? Is it a real name? Mick no, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, it right, funny if there like, is. Yeah, a, I don't think anyone's a, named Bono. There's a funny if there's a Malcolm Jagger out there, just like, <laughs> just like a normal named person with Jagger as the last name. Everyone, okay, new rule for your country: everyone that's going to become famous should have a like a weird name that okay. no, like Benedict Clapper Trap. That's a, oh, fuck, that sounds like a, probably a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. That is, yeah, is that what that's, that's real? That's just Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Oh twin. fuck! Well, that's the Wario work. version of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that doesn't work. Support the show, Patreon.com/slash. Is this good? Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Chris for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review. <laughs> Once you're done leaving a one-star review for a car wash, for everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week.